0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon, good evening, good night uh, to my friends, fans, and colleagues, no matter where you are or when it is that you're listening, and uh, welcome back to my podcast. I know you uh, have a lot of podcasts to choose from, and uh, I remember when it wasn't like that actually, when we started Voices of the Sacred Feminine here. Uh, I don't know. I want to say it's about 11 years ago. Uh, I don't even think these shows were called podcasts then. I think they were actually just called Internet Radio. So anyhow, uh, there is uh, an incredible treasure trove of uh, shows in our archives here uh, going back 11 years, and uh, they are still as relevant today as when uh, we first did the interviews. I promise you that. Uh, I was just downloading a lot of them recently to save them for posterity. And uh, I thought, wow, you mean we were still talking about that 10 years ago, five years ago? Anyway. Uh, we are streaming live here at 11 o'clock uh, Pacific Time every Wednesday, but you can catch us later from the archives uh, for your convenience, and, you know, we're not just on Blog Talk anymore. We're now on Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Apple, so you can really catch us anywhere, uh, but... If you go to Blog Talk Radio uh, to my actual show page, uh, that is where you can subscribe. And that way you get an email in your inbox on the day of the show uh, telling you um, who the guest is, what the topic is, and you don't have to rely on seeing a um, newsletter from me or a Facebook post. Uh, that way you are always in the know. So if you're new to the show, I'm Karen Tate and um, I'm the host here discussing sex, power, religion, politics with a broad spectrum of visionaries and forward thinkers, uh, both women and men from a right brain point of view or from a sacred feminine point of view. Some call it the feminine consciousness or the shift away from the patriarchal values of domination and exploitation. Because you know what, we want to manifest a new and much needed normal. And uh, these are issues that could raise your consciousness or, you know what, even save the world. And coming from the south, the Bible belt in New Orleans where I grew up, it's all the stuff mom probably taught you to never discuss at the dinner table sex religion power politics in fact if you were a woman you didn't uh, you weren't expected to talk about it at all but I say you know what fear not taste the forbidden fruit open your mind to what the status quo the patriarchy considers uh, the forbidden for us especially women unlock your transformational toolkit Empower yourself and um, You know take that information from your uh, you know from your home altar to the voting booth and today uh, it is my great pleasure to uh, have good Good friend Emmanuel Atier back with us Um, And our topic is in oneness. Let's heal the world And I want to tell you a little bit about him before we start our interview Um, He is an experienced feature film producer, Emmanuel Atier directed several pictures before uh, completing in 2012 the peace documentary titled The Invocation, narrated by Sharon Stone, starring Desmond Tutu, uh, also the Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra as well as uh, many worldwide peace activists. In 2013, uh, he executive produced a drama filmed in Hong Kong called Red passage which won many awards in the festival circuit Uh, he seats on the board of directors uh, of door women action group uh, to try to bring peace to door he's also the current president of the rotary e-club of world peace uh, and a member of the un association he grew up in france moved to the u.s. uh, 30 years ago he still lives in santa barbara with his wife and three sons and um she released a 2014 uh, documentary celebrating women around the planet, FEM, Women Healing the World. Uh, It earned over 20 awards and uh, just a little plug, uh, a shameless plug here for myself. It's a 90-minute documentary. It's it's great Uh, and I was actually in it for maybe a minute (laughs) Um, I'm going to discuss with Emmanuel his chosen path to make these films in the hope of shifting the consciousness of humanity Uh, and his thoughts on where we are where he sees us headed uh, what we need to do in order to rebuild our planet and our humanity and of course what is he working on so Emmanuel welcome back to the show
2: Well, hello, everybody. So happy I'm back. I'm back, and I'm going to pump you up this morning. We're going to really empower you with lots of love, lots of peace, so you can become peace in action.
1: (laughs) Well, that sounds like a plan, Emmanuel. Thank you so much. Um, You know, I don't think I've ever asked you, um, how did you get started in the film business, and how did you make the pivot to these uh, consciousness-raising films, which I'm sure don't pay as much as something like The Red Passage?
2: Yeah, well, uh, so first, how did it all start? Well, it started when I was 15. I was in a class of math. I'm uh, this type of really bad student that never really paid attention. I was living in my head. And dreaming about making movies and uh, suddenly as i was looking at the blackboard because it's uh, you know i'm 56 so at the time the teachers were writing on a blackboard there, there was kind of a, a math uh, a presentation of some formula and uh, in my brain my crazy brain it turned into a poem and i started to write uh, a poem in class of math and i'm like what the heck is going on you're possessed my poor friend and uh, As soon as I got home, uh, I was looking at the poem, and I'm like, this is very weird. But anyway, I'm I'm having dinner, going to bed, and then in the middle of uh, the night, I had this vivid dream, which showed myself filming uh, what was a kind of um, interpretation of this poem as a short movie. And I thought in the dream I thought, oh wow, okay, maybe that's what you want to become a director, a film director. So the next day I went back to school, told a few friends about my crazy dream, and they're like, hey, why not? Let's do a movie, man. You know, I know somebody who's got a, a camera, and these were like, you know, we're talking eighty four, five, so you know, huge <laughs> badass video camera, you know, and uh, we we made it. We made a short movie called The Cage. That was my first short movie. And from there on, I never stopped. I I kept doing movies after movies, shorts and features, moved to the U.S. after meeting an American woman on a plane, and uh, here we are. And and as far as documentaries, humanitarian-driven and transformative documentaries, it really started um, some uh, 17 years ago when my first-born son uh, came to this world, Felix. I thought, well, you know, you have all these ideas about changing the world, uh, you're, 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 you're a soul seeker, you like to explore the planet, why, why don't you do documentaries? Because documentaries are truly a voice, a, a political platform in the sense of politics for the people, a voice for the people uh, coming from a filmmaker. So I started doing documentaries. The first one was called The Invocation, as you mentioned, which is an exploration of the notion of God. The notion being a key word, so we go from you know quantum physics to spirituality to religion all around the world, I traveled the world for three years. hang out with the Dalai Lama, Desmond Tutu at the Vatican, with the biggest rabbi in Israel in Egypt, with big um, imam and so on all over Latin America India um, and I did that movie and after doing it, I, I just got hooked to it and I got hooked to trying to figure out how we can make a more functioning, more peaceful, more in love planet, because if we look at it, they are all the solutions, they're all there, all, all the tools, uh, all the resources. We have never had that much money, that much uh, uh, resources of all sorts, gas, oil, you know, green resources, anything, genesis. But what we don't have is leadership, you know, we just have a bunch of baboons fighting each other with stick, guns, bombs, and war all the time, and and it's exhausting, mm-hmm. and I don't understand how people are not tired of dying and being broke after all these thousands of years. You, you perpetrate the, the complex of the caveman who's trying to take over the other tribe, when really it's all about sharing the same fire. It's all about sharing the same air, the same water. the the same elements, you know, we, we are all made of these elements. So why don't we share? We, there is no competition. We are all complementary. We are beautiful geniuses. We all have uh, unlimitless capacities and abilities of healing, of transforming. But what we don't have, again, is leaders that tells you, hey, you're a good man. You're a good woman. Let's get to work. Let's get to work. You know, it's, I always say it's, a, it's about changing the subject from me, myself, and I to me, myself, and we. I am because we are. I am because we are. Keep repeating that and realize it's true. It's not bullshit, karma, guru, blah, blah. It is that. We are all part of the same ecosystem. So the day we wake up, eight billions of us, and we shift our frame of mind saying, hey, I'm here for you. What can I do? The world changed. That's it. It's just take one second.
1: Yeah, it's that simple, right? <laughs> no, I love your I always say life is I-
2: easy, but people are crazy. And again, it's not people; it's just a bunch of fuckers uh, on this planet. You know, it's a, it's a few people in key position of leaders and, and controlling all the money screwing the planet for us, and I'm tired of that. So I tell everybody, just wake up, stop waiting, stop believing in Santa Claus, become Santa Claus, run for office, whatever your office is. It's your school, it's your church, I don't care. Just get involved and heal the world, save the world. You can do it. We can do it.
1: I hear you. I hear you. I believe you. And uh, you know what? I think it's going to happen. I just think, unfortunately, um, you know, it happens so so incrementally slow that it feels like nothing's happening. I mean, uh, I just heard yesterday Bernie Sanders has a new book out, and the title is "It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism." I mean, when was the last time you heard anybody say publicly that you could be angry about capitalism? Usually. So that's you know, the problem. Bernie Sanders,
2: excuse my French language, is an idiot. It's not about being <laughs> angry at a system. You know, whether it's capitalism, socialism, communism, whatever it is, it's always the same thing because behind these are people. The problem is not the system. It's not the planet. It's not the ecosystem. The problem is a frame of mind of people utilizing this system for their selfish advantage and trust me, you put a program like Sanders' uh, it's going to collapse because these ideas we take from the rich and we give to the poor that has been done before, it doesn't work it's not about that, it's about telling the rich, dude, look at the ecosystem it's dying, we have less and less consumer. we have more and more violence more and more poverty, so guess what's coming next, a revolution it's going to be blood, blood, blood so you want to lose it all? Or do you want to invest in the economy, which means the management of the resources, the economy, and and recreate, rebuild the ecosystem? So it's not about taking from the rich. It's about showing the rich what they're going to lose if they don't put their money into proper action. And that's a different type of dialogue that I'm trying to explain to people. Again, don't believe in Bernie Sanders. He's not Santa Claus. He's an old man that has no ideas. No ideas. Okay, good. okay, totally okay.
1: I, I, you know, I, I, res- I respect your opinion there. I mean, I've said for a long time that I think we have to get to the point where, um, you know we aren't complicit in this um, search for wealth. That greed, uh, you know, greed is a disease. You know, it's it's a it's a you know when is enough enough? You know, with some of these people, never is the answer. You know, um, it feels like until we realize that this constant search for uh, assets, and I'm not talking about the people who were, you know, uh, working two jobs to pay their bills. You know, I'm talking about the people who have more than enough for several lifetimes and still they exploit their workers, you know, and uh, uh, exploit the planet and everybody else and everything else um, in order to um, make their bank book even fatter, you know, and then pay no taxes on top of that.
2: Yeah, and, and that's uh, absolutely, that's an issue, but chasing them is very naive. You will never get their money. So stop chasing them, stop spreading the illusion that you are Santa Claus and you're going to get their money. You won't, okay? If not, it will have been done. So on the contrary, if you have a different, if you articulate a different communication with these people, which is what I do, by the way, you know, how do I finance my movies? It's mainly coming from rich people, and I tell them, Woo, look at the planet, it's falling apart. You know, the people, they're going to march on your mansion in Beverly Hills. They're going to take it because they have nothing. So do you want to educate them? Do you want to inspire them? Okay, so put some money in my movies. That's going to really create a change. And they're like, oh, wow, crazy Frenchman, but it makes a lot of sense. And it's about making sense. So the old formulas uh, don't work anymore. And and scaring people, oh, I'm going to chase the rich and get their money, that don't work it would have been done and it has been done and it doesn't work so let's stop that let's again become partners and make everybody realize we have everything to lose and nothing to win right now we are not winning we are losing so we have to change the frame of mind we don't have to change the system we have to change ourselves as you said greed is stupid you know greed is pure stupidity because again it's okay to think about me myself but when you add an eye that's it. You become an island. You isolate yourself. You suffocate and you will eventually die. Uh, so it's about me, myself and we. And that's the only thing. And with the rich people, it's the same. Dude, it's about you, yourself and we because you need me as a consumer. We, you, you need me to buy your crap. So you cannot ignore me. You cannot just keep the money for yourself. It doesn't work at the same time. I'm not chasing it to you. I'm not taking it from you. I'm making you see the light. I'm enlightening you. That's what we need, enlightenment, seeing the light. And right now, we are just showing darkness after darkness after darkness, violence after violence after violence. And look at... How we are failing miserably. So I think we have to change, again, what the, the frame of mind. You know? I always say you know, the next revolution is a revolution of the mind. Once you free the mind, once you say to people, I love you, now because I gave you love, you can give love, that's it. That's how you change the world. And by the way, it's in all over the scripture. It's been written and said by all the damn messiah we had over and over. So come on, people, you know, wake up and <laughs> become peace in action. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, unfortunately, you know, the churches now are preaching uh, prosperity gospels rather than the teachings of Jesus. You know, it's been distorted there, so even that's you know turn to greed but i have to tell you emmanuel i'm i'm listening to you passionate frenchman and i love you and i'm thinking about the french revolution and the guillotine and uh you know one of my girlfriends uh is famous for saying often she would be the first one to buy tickets at the guillotine for the next revolution you know to see all of these crazy people who are destroying everything just lose their heads
2: yeah, and, and, and again, I don't think we need to go to that extreme when we need to shop ads. You know, again, you, you create more psychological I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, uh, we, yeah, yeah. You know, but, so it, it's about, <laughs> I always say, it's not about a revolution. It's about a re-evolution. It's really about evolving finally. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but you need to make it better. You know, I mean, we are in the 21st century. We can look at the, how, how we've come from, uh, having a horse, you know, driving our child to driving all these amazing Tesla cars and, and all. So we need to just perfectionate ourselves, be- become better. Quiet. And be- be- becoming better means not having more. It's really being more of service, more of caring, more of sympathy, of empathy. You really have to cultivate this uh, this, this uh, component of your being that have been dormant. Because, again, society told you, you're Superman, you're Superwoman, just take, conquer, kill, kill, kill. No, it's not going to solve anything. And now that uh, you're going to feel better because you've got it all. A, you will never have it all. And even if you have it all, because you kill and, and get rid of everybody around you, you end up all alone. So yeah, how can you be happy? You know, people I, always ask me. I get me, it. Emmanuel, what's the meaning of life? The meaning of life is happiness. What is happiness? Happiness is in three, it's a quick sentence. It's I think, therefore I am, therefore I do. When you think, you analyze who you are. When you analyze who you are, you can very well see what you are good at. And when you know what you're good at, what you're made for, what gives a meaning to your existence, then you have to put it in action. And when you put it in action, you accomplish yourself. So a happy man is not a man that has accumulation of wealth, uh, girlfriends. Cal- no, a happy man is somebody that looks at his life and he has done good. He has creating good. And that's happiness. That's the meaning of life. It's so easy again. It's just about changing your frame of mind and not becoming this greedy, narcissistic, bloodthirsty creature of destruction.
1: I hear you. Well, and that's a great segue, Emmanuel, to talk about some of your films. We've mentioned the invocation uh, that, you know, involved uh, big names, Desmond Tutu, Deepak Chopra, Dalai Lama, and I mentioned Femme, but you also, you you know, you've done a series of these. Um, What were some of the other films and just sort of a brief description of these, you know, consciousness-raising humanitarian films you've done?
2: Absolutely. So, basically, uh, I've done, uh, you know, roughly seven or eight of these documentaries. It's uh, what I call the oneness collection. Why oneness? Well, because, again, we are one soul, one planet, you know, uh, one universe, and uh, and we're all complementary. So, all my movies are about trying to figure out how can we function better as one humanity. Uh, and uh, after the invocation, I did FEM. You explain it very well. You're in it. It's about really... the the balance of the feminine and the masculine because if you look at it in the world, that's one of the key problems, we still have an imbalance, and it's not only in key uh, position of leadership, but it's within ourselves, you know, uh, there's still so much uh, alpha male in everybody, now even in women, it's it's horrible, I see some women becoming as bloodthirsty as men, uh, thinking it's going to solve the problem, of course not, if you replace the matriarcha by the patriarcha, you still have chaos, you know, if you replace the Amazon by the assholes, it's still chaos, so, it's, uh, and uh, replacing a system by another one. Doesn't solve anything. So I did Femme Women Healing the World. Then I did a movie on uh, health, nutrition and the environment called uh, The Cure. Then I did one on politics and economics uh, called We the People, a re-evolution of economics and politics. In between, I was hired to explore the notion of shamanism uh, in Peru. So I went to the high Andes, hung out with uh, the Kero's Indian, and we did a movie called uh, Shamanic uh, Tracker which is about the shamanic way uh last year I, I finished a movie called guns bombs and war which is really a deep study on violence and uh, we're gonna give it for free you know if you reach out to karen uh, within the next 24 hours the first five people will get a free link from me to watch guns bombs and war um, produced with sean stone with so many people in it uh like marian williamson and others, and, um, and then right now I'm finishing one on water, H2O, it's called H2O, the intelligence of water, the relationship between water and us, because as you know, the planet is made of 70% of water, Our body is made of 70 percent of water so there is a a deep intimate relationship with h2o and then after that i'm going to make a companion movie i just announced it on my social media it's called the growth of men and the growth of men is capital because if we look again at the at the planet right now we we see that there is a deep crisis where Every day we we have more men and men snapping and falling out of grace and and killing themselves or killing uh, others, mass shooting, war. You know, it's horrible, depression, suicide. Uh, Men really, we are in a a shit show right now. So we we need to take care of our men, you know. And uh, and I'm I'm reaching out to the women saying, please love your men. Okay, some of them have been super abusive and super monster, and yes, we need to condemn them, we need to adjust it, we need to educate them. But you cannot push men in the corner, it's not going to solve anything, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So we need to heal men. So it's going to be an amazing movie called The Growth of Men, and it will be done by um, middle of next year. Um, So that's it, you know, I'm a a guy that works 24-7. Uh, and less energy, and less love, and uh, that's it. It's my calling. You know, my name is Emmanuel. That means the messenger of God. I guess I'm doomed, you know. I have to do what I have to do i hear
1: you i hear you and you know i get the feeling emmanuel that uh your films should be required viewing in uh in every high school and college you know um there's so much in your films that we never really learn uh in school you know we go out into the world so unprepared i think and you know we look around and uh uh you know people in other states uh you know uh, you know want to even make education you know uh you know deteriorate make it even uh, more deteriorated than it is now you know rather than educate people you know they just want to dumb people down um, you know for their own agendas and um uh, you know, your films are always so enlightening, and um, you know, required viewing is uh, would be my vote.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, it's interesting because uh, when uh, I finished the the movie, uh, Sean Stone sent it to um, Obama. He was uh, still uh, uh, in, in in the office at the time, and uh, that uh, we got a, a letter back from his office saying that indeed. Uh, it should be in every university, in every school, and so I agree. You know, I mean, meanwhile you can find my movies all over iTunes, Amazon. You can Google me, Emmanuel IT Itier, and you you can see them. And if not, you know, reach out to, to me. You know, through Facebook, uh, Instagram, email. I, I'm there for you guys. You you want to see my movie? You can find them, or you can't afford them. Even so, they are you know between 4.99 and 9.99. I, I I give them away, you know, and I'm, I'm the type of guy, I don't work for money, you know, and uh, that's why I'm poor, but I don't care about being poor, that's the thing, what I care is having just enough, so I've got a roof above my head, I can feed my fat, I can feed my, my family of five, and, and I'm happy, that's it, you don't need that much, you know, as you said, it's uh, greed is stupid, greed makes you crazy, so why do you want yeah, to take that part? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I knew a rich guy, and it felt like uh, he spent his whole life, um, cert, you know, tr- uh, on the hunt for more money. Then when he got it, it was about how does he keep it and hoard it? And uh, <laughs> and then he looked out, looked out, and it seemed like um, everybody around it was trying to steal it from him. You, you know what I mean? Uh. It seemed like that was the focus of his life, you know. Uh, get it, hoard it, don't let anybody steal it, you know. Um, but, Emmanuel, listen, we're going to take a break here, and I want to come back and talk to you about the nature of documentaries. Um, I want to find out if it's easier being a documentary uh, film guy today. Um, I want to hear about if you're humanitarian films, if you've had a struggle for distribution. I want to just talk about the business a little bit uh, when we get back, if that's okay with you.
2: Yeah. Sure. Absolutely.
1: Okay, so uh, until we come back here, I want to uh, let you have a word from Jo Carson and uh, her film Dancing with Gaia.
0: <laughs> come, my baby.
1: Whoops. Let's try that again. some sort of glitch here uh, let's uh, go to celebrate wildness instead
0: this is from Jonathan nightshade a Gardnerian high priest of the Whitecroft line a traditional craft practitioner and researcher writing about Joe Carson's book celebrate wildness magic mirth and love on the ferra path I love this book how special this work is and how appreciated As someone who was young in the 1970s and through the years only found snippets of information on Ferifaria, one of the first modern pagan paths, this book comes as an artistic revelation of the core practices of the way of the Goddess and Gods reborn for the next age of the Divine Maiden. She has clearly introduced the historical background, philosophy and ritual practices of the joyous wilderness mysteries of the fairy faith illuminated by the marvelous pagan art of Feriferia's founder, Fred Adams. I was very pleased that the high-quality production of this oversized volume makes it a collectible work of art, as well as a testament to the visionary philosophy of Fred Adams. I feel blessed that I received a copy. I will treasure it and look forward to the next book for more of the deep philosophy and ritual practice of Feriferia.
1: Celebrate Wildness is a dense art book quality hardcover book. You can get it for just forty five dollars from the Fairiferia website at org. That's F-E-R-A, F E R I A dot org. So if you <clears throat> so if you tuned in late, um, this is Karen Tate, Voices of the Sacred Feminine, and I'm here with Uh, uh, Documentary producer Film producer uh, Emmanuel Etier Of uh, Wonderland Entertainment And uh, we've been discussing uh, The humanitarian films And his uh, oneness collection And all the incredible people uh, That he has met uh, In this endeavor Over the years And uh, Emmanuel I want to talk about the, The business of making films But also about the people That you've met um, if, if you had to say maybe the one or two that have been the most inspiring to you uh, you know maybe the ones that you felt were the real deal um, uh, you know do you feel comfortable saying maybe who they are
2: yeah of course I'm going to mention a man and a woman so this way you know I'm always for balance of uh, feminine and masculine yin and yang um, so I'm going to say Sean Stone on one hand and Archbishop Desmond Tutu on the other hand. Sharon Stone because she spanked my butt and my soul every day to be a better man. So even so, again, I, I, you know, I'm your alpha monkey guy, so I don't like it, but I need a good spanking from time to time. So thank you, Sharon. So inspiring, so uh, mind-awakening, uh, so full of support. Uh, and such an example, she lives a life as an example. Same thing with Desmond Tutu, such a generous soul, a man that showed me that I, I am, because we are, that's what I was talking about, the being myself and we, is the one we really put in perspective things he's the one also who say, you know i don't know why people are fighting for god as if god needs men (laughs) haha it's god you know why why are you guys worrying about god you know so he, he had such a sense of humor about everything uh and i say hard because he passed away a couple of years ago uh he was an amazing man uh and i went to see him in in cape town in south africa in uh in uh, 2010 or 11 something like this and wow what a trip what a man what a force of nature so yeah the, these are really to this day you know these these two souls these two gorgeous uh, human beings that i that keeps me going you know shonston and themasmontu they are on each side of uh, of my shoulder you know uh, left and right so they keep me in i hear you. They, keep me in, they keep me in check you know Okay. Well,
1: and I remember, you know, back when Fem was uh, you know, you made Fem and Fem came out uh, and that was that was a while ago. It, it we didn't at least my memory of it, is you didn't have all the platforms that you have now that need content. And uh, it seemed like distribution was a problem then because all the male gatekeepers uh, wanted to dismiss the film. Do you want to talk about that a little bit and tell us if that's changed any now? Is it easier to get a documentary uh, out into the world?
2: No, it's not. It's worse and worse every day. And the reason is because it's what I call the economical saturation of the movie business like, like anything. You know, one too many jeans, one too many cars, not enough buyer. Therefore, you're stuck with your movie, you're stuck with your car, you're stuck with your jeans. Your uh, no, it's the same. Platform didn't change anything. They made it even worse because they actually hired, you know, the gatekeeper who were in the studios of the traditional TV station or cable station. They got hired by all these platforms, so it's the same people who really are anything but enlightened and inspiring. And they are, they are all about wirezim and, and, and scandalous and, uh, you know, and, and trying to create some bs conversation about a guy cutting sushi or again another serial killer i mean it's uh, look at what the program it's so boring it's always the same thing it goes nowhere um so no it didn't change anything it's still the same problem Still the same nightmare i'm still the same brockman because of that you know my movies make barely enough money to keep going but at least it makes enough money so i keep going so that's that's the good news the bad news is I, I cannot stop. I'm the type of guy that, that, that will uh, rest when he dies. And, and when I die, I'm going to be a bunch of crazy molecules that are going to you know, go up there and spank the, the heaven to make it this uh, universe much more viable and functioning. So trust me, even that, you're going to hear from me.
1: Okay. Well, um, you know, you've traveled around the world meeting all of these different people. Uh, What was maybe the most surprising thing that you uh, encountered, or um, I'm sure you must have stories from the road.
2: Well, you know, every day is inspiring to me, whether it's a small inspiring of just uh, crossing paths with somebody that uh, smiles at you and it takes you by surprise uh, Uh, or the big uh, encounter of doing another interview with a Nobel Peace laureate and how he or she transformed the world. I I think you can find inspiration and transformation all around your 360 degrees life, uh, wherever you are, whoever you are. Uh, You know, people always are envious, jealous at my life or other people's life. And I always say, Stop looking at Instagram. Stop looking at other people. Or, or if you do, look at the misery of the world. Look at the poor people of the world and see how rich you are and be grateful. But don't try to compare yourself to the next Elon Musk or the next Kardashian. It's silly. It's just people who won the lottery. They are not, you know, better than you and I or more intelligent. They just got luckier and that's it. Really, it's, it's just pure luck. Because if they were intelligent, they would use all their resources to change the world. Are they doing that? No. So they are not that intelligent. Okay. So just realize you are pure genius yourself. But sometimes we are a little bit lazy. We are a little bit scared. Well, put your fears on the side. Put your laziness on the side, and start doing the work. You know, stop talking. And do the work, do the job. You know, so many people tell you, I'm going to do this, Karen, and I'm going to do that, and I'm working on this. And you come back six months after, and what have they done? Nothing. Because they, <laughs> they get stuck in their mind. So get out of your mind, get out of your body, have an out-of-body experience, and, and ex- embrace the world, embrace your life. Take your destiny in your hand, and you will make it.
1: Yeah. Well, or I like the, you know, or the people that want to criticize, uh, you know, something that you've done. You know, I, I'm saying the, you know, the, the collective you uh, the, that you've done or I've done, and yet they've done nothing, you know. It's uh, you know, so easy to those criticize ones, people,
2: you know. You know, yeah. the other day somebody said, ha, ha, Emmanuel, you're not rich. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, yeah, look at you, you're 56 and you, 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 you're still making car payment, you have no house. You have no retirement plan you're you're an idiot and i'm like hey i'm very rich i'm somebody that made two million dollars to pay for his family of five for the last 20 years i have covered 100 percent of the expenses of my family so screw you i am very rich i made two million dollars within the last two uh, two years uh, 20 years and the reason i don't have money is because i wasn't able to put a dime on the side and think about me myself and i because i always think about me myself and we that's why i'm poor but guess what? I don't give a damn. It's fine. You know, I accept my, my fate. You know, I, I'm, uh, I'm guilty as judge. But don't tell me that I'm an idiot. Don't put me down, because at least I'm doing it. And, and look at what I've done. Tomorrow, the next five minutes after this conversation, I'm going to die. And you look at the manuality, you Google me, you're going to be on your ass. You're going to say, damn, yeah. that guy was a superhero. He was a god. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah,
1: you have quite a legacy there. Uh, I mean, you can certainly look back and be proud of, uh, of your life. You know, you weren't making big-budget action films that just encourage people to uh, be even more numb. You know, you were trying to raise the consciousness of the world. Um, but I want to ask you a little I bit know, well, about the I try to do that.
2: You know, I, in my head, I'm James Cameron. I, I do Titanic. I do Avatar. The only problem is I never got lucky enough to find somebody to trust me like James Cameron was trusted with uh, a Titanic or an Avatar. But I'm the same type of guy, so don't think that uh, it wasn't my ambition to do a transformative action movie or, or badass movie. And by the way, if you look at my early career and you look at my crappy little horror movie or action movies or even erotic movies since I did a couple of TNA movies, I always made sure that i put women in key position of empowerment kicking the butt of the guys i always made sure that beyond the apparent crop there was some real mental uh, inspiration uh, some really spiritual values so whatever i touch whatever i do whatever again it goes back to the system you know you can't don't don't criticize capitalism you can put spirituality in capitalism and then capitalism becomes beautiful because capitalism where it is me myself and i is, is crap but capitalism where it's about me myself and we so we all make money and we share the wealth that's great you know, obviously, we live in a capital and materialistic world. So stop fooling yourself and, and tell yourself fairy tale that this is not a material world. We see the material world. You know, if not, we'll be all spirits surfing the universe. So you have to deal with it. But you can't put spirits in the material world, which is, by the way, a great song from uh, the famous band Police. You know
1: so I, I well, you mentioned James Cameron, and we're kind of on the subject, so forgive me for going here uh I don't mean i i uh, knowing you, I don't think this is going to be an awkward question I was really i I love the first movie okay um, I thought it really moved people. I remember the Vatican spokesman even came out and said uh, as if the Vatican were afraid uh, you know their statement was nature will never replace religion uh, because people were just and so I was so in love with the movie and the premise and it was so clearly about you know corporate greed versus the environment it was so clearly about uh, you know manifest destiny and a genocide of indigenous people and all of that. And it had such a beautiful spiritual component. But the second movie, uh, movie uh, Emmanuel, I felt like it was a little bit of a sellout. Yes, it was beautiful. Okay, it was beautiful and stunning, but I felt like um, you know, uh, look how many bombs and and bullets do you need to fight people with spears? And it felt like he was trying to make more of a Marvel movie or a Wakanda than stick into what made the other one great. And I think a lot lot of it was the political message and the spiritual message which got downplayed and secondary in this second movie i am I'm, I'm happy to hear you say i'm wrong but that was my opinion and i wonder what yours is
2: yeah well again you, you you can see whatever you want to see you know and it's about really listening to the voice of the filmmaker and telling you well you know my intention were this and that Maybe uh, it didn't translate well, and I'm sorry that you didn't get it, but if if it tells you that was the intention, even if the execution fell a little bit or gave you an impression it fell, you know, also you have to look at the impact. I mean, does that uh, still inspire people to do good uh, overall? And uh, hopefully I want to believe it does. uh, Or not. I mean, again, it's it's just one tool of transformation. So putting all the – the blame on one movie or one guy or one show, not to solve all the problem of the world is a little bit uh, easy. I think, you know, it's a collective work. Uh, You know, it's, it's having more shows like yours. It's doing more movies like mine or his. Uh, It's about, again, putting in key position of power, the right spiritual leaders. It's, it's, it's a big job, you know, but again, it's easy if we have the right frame of mind, the right focus and the right partnership. And um, I think again, we're going to get there, but right now, Trust me, the next five years are not going to get better because, as you said previously, uh, it's not moving fast enough because we are not enough of us. You know, it's a math problem. You have... uh you have so many bad people in key position of power that it's all screwed up. And to get rid of them uh, by whatever means we have, which hopefully are peaceful, uh, it's going to take time. You know, like, look, I, I tried to run for president of France because I think we have a horrible moron right now, a destructive moron who's screwing up Europe and the world, uh, Macron. And, uh, and I ran for president this year, and I failed. I so I now have to wait another five years until I try again and I will try again. I'm not going to give up, you know. I'm going to keep fighting for the people because I'm tired of the people being executed every day by by morons, by greedy, stupid morons and really these are stupid people, you know. And look at the damage they create, you know. If they were intelligent and if they were good, we wouldn't be in the crap world we are. So, it's not even me saying it, it's just look, look, that's it. It's not fake news. You know, tell me how how good we are now doing. We are doing terrible. So, so let me ask
1: you about your sh- the shaman movie that you were hired. Now that's not oh, part second, of the one. I
2: I have to ask you a favor. I need to switch device, sure. Can I call you on my cell.
1: Um, well, you know what? I was actually just about to. That was going to be my last question. Um, oh, okay, good. Uh, yeah yeah so um well well, let's just let's just um kind of wrap up if if you're you know having some problems with your minutes um you said a few minutes ago i would just want to repeat it uh with listeners that uh you're offering a free gift um if for the first five people that call in Uh, For the next 24 hours, if they contact me at my website, uh, KarenTate.net, or um, uh, or if they contact me at my email address, KarenTate108 at yahoo.com, they will get guns, bombs, and war. Um, So, um, Emmanuel, just uh, to close, um, you know, just tell us what your plans are for the next five years and, you know, and just kind of tell me what your closing thoughts are.
2: Yeah. So as always, you know, I always say, you know, you're born with a fate, and you're gonna die with a destiny, and and we all struggle with that. The fate is what you're born with. The 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 the. the, the card, the game of cards that, that are given to you, your, your intelligence, your sex, your religion, your your, your, your race, your, the country you're born in. So you, you cannot fight against who you are, right? But you can definitely make something out of that. And, and I'm somebody that struggles with my fate and destiny every day. And I have to adjust. I have to improvise. So, you know, when you ask me what's going to happen within the next five years, where do you want to, to go? I, I'm going to tell you, but at the same time, even so I'm over-ambitious, I'm really at the same time over-humble. And I think that's the balance we need to do with ourselves. It's that thin balance, because if not, we, we totally go mad. We totally go mad if we don't aim big enough, and, and we feel miserable, and we get into depression, because we, we just die within. And then we go totally mad if we are... We have over-expectation, and we want to be, again, the next Elon Musk and, and Kardashian, and we don't understand why we can't. Well, we can't because we're not them. So you have to be really objective and real with yourself. That doesn't mean you cannot shoot for the moon, for the sun. Absolutely. Always shoot for a higher goal, because if you don't do that, this unconsciousness of moving forward is not going to happen. You're going you're gonna to you know, just be mediocre. So you don't want to be mediocre because that's not leading to a fulfilled life. So for me, again, like I just said before, in five years, I'm going to run for president again. I will be elected. The world will be changing. And hopefully I'm just one agent of change because it takes many Emmanuel or many Karen to change the world. But that's the ultimate goal. In between, I want to... Keep my family happy and together, which is a huge challenge every day. You know, the kids are growing older. I've got an 8, a 10, and a 17-year-old boys. They're all boys. I've got a wife, 45. So, you know, you know it's midlife. Uh, it's not easy. Uh, I'm 55, 10 years older. So that's, you know, a different type of synergy. So that, that's my, my, my priority is always my family. It, and that's the thing. Never compromise with your family. Never give priority to your business, to your money, to anything. Once you do that, it all falls apart. And the reason is very simple. We are creatures of love. If we don't have love, like real love, the love that, that is given to you for the little idiot, simple man or woman that you are, you know, uh, if you don't get that, you will never be happy and you will never have the strength and the power to keep going. So you cannot neglect and ignore your family or walk away from them because that's like walking away from yourself. You will die, I am telling you. Your spirit will die and you will be incapable of functioning. And even if you function, it won't be functioning. It will be an illusion of being happy, even if you make millions and billions. So don't compromise with your family. Fight for your family first. And that's what I'm doing every single day of my life. And then, obviously, until I'm president of France, I'm going to have to keep doing more movies, Wrath of Man. I'm going to have to... Consult for people. Uh, right now, I even took an extra job selling cars at a dealership because I still don't make enough because life is totally out of whack. The, the rent rose. My gas bill this month was multiplied by three because of all the, the corrupted BS companies. Uh, so, I, you know, I constantly have to add uh, more hours of work and less hours of sleep. Uh, so it's tough, you know. But again, you know, I've got the right frame of mind. I'm a fighter. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to punch back and fight back, and uh, I'll get there. We'll get there. So if I do it, me, the little silly French guy, you can do it. So don't give me any excuse. Wake up, stand up, and become peace in action now.
1: Okay well I think That's uh, some good advice To end the show on Emmanuel Um, I want to thank you So much for making the time with us You're obviously busy and I want To thank you for your dedication to These humanitarian films Obviously uh, because um, You know as as the whole show Was about uh, you know life is About choices and we really should Be making making better Choices and um, you know I want to thank you for being in the world and for you know uh, the work you're doing to help humanity thank you Emmanuel well
2: thank you for being currented I am because we are without you I'm nothing and vice versa so together we are a beautiful God a beautiful goddess let's do it let's keep walking with love with peace this beautiful planet let's do it guys and girls love you all All
1: okay bye-bye thank you Emmanuel bye-bye much love best of luck to you and your family well when he becomes president of france uh i think i'm going to make uh take another trip to paris <laughs> uh well anyway uh he's quite a character he is a he is a great um uh, a great guy you can tell he's dedicated he's passionate very french uh and uh he's just the he's just the best and uh just to repeat uh about the free gift Um, If you are interested in uh, watching his uh, documentary, Guns, Bombs, and War, uh, be one of the five people in the next 24 hours to contact me, and uh, one of the ways that... you know, uh, I suggested either through the website karen.tate.net or through my email address um, karen.tate108 at yahoo.com, and I will give you the uh, code number to be able to access uh, that film. Compliments of Emmanuel. Uh, So I wanted to uh, also share some uh, headlines with you that I think are of interest. Uh, But before I do, I wanna remind you about the Divine Feminine App. Um, I've gotten some emails from some of you saying, wow, I didn't know about that, thanks. So I'm gonna keep mentioning it for a while. Uh, Women have been finding the Divine Feminine App each day uh, for a number of years now. It came out in 2016. And uh, it was, uh, I think, the only really resource out there for finding uh, local sacred circles, um, even virtual events. Uh, There there just wasn't anything like this, and I think it is the only one of its kind, quite frankly. Uh, The Divine Feminine App has a new feature where um, newly added and local events are sent out every Tuesday. Uh, You can go to the DivineFeminineApp.com and register quickly, easily, at no cost. Uh, You'll see the circles in your area. Um, and uh, those will be in the email list. Uh, and as I said, there's going to be virtual events as well. Um, it uh, mentions retreats, profiles, podcasts like this. And uh, as a benefit to our listeners, uh, you can click on upgrade membership and scroll down and use the code Sacred Feminine, and you get a 90-day access uh, to entering your own featured events uh, that will be sent to local users. So, um, anyway, check it out, uh, see if it works for you, and uh, it's pretty user friendly, and uh, you'll find out what's going on uh, in your immediate area. I know it was helpful to me when we moved uh, to Oregon, and um, you know we were just kind of getting the lay of the land. Uh, it helped me see um, you know what was around town, you know where I might find uh, my tribe. Um, as far as uh, some headlines go, uh, some interesting ones, I think. Uh, this one uh, from uh, NBC News, actually. Uh, record-breaking footprint found on England's dinosaur coast. Uh, more than three feet long, the footprint was made by a meat-eating theropod dinosaur almost 166 million years ago from the Jurassic period. Uh, that's... Uh, pretty cool there's some pictures there if uh, you want to actually go to uh, the article online um, it 's NBC news record breaking footprint found on england 's dinosaur coast, and you will um, be able to find out more about it uh, also uh, from Axios um, sadly, you know because we do mention uh, abuse and exploitation out there in the world. Um, Uh, According to Axios, um, I guess the good news is a company was fined $1.5 million for hiring children to clean meat packing plants. One of the nation's largest food sanitation companies was fined for employing more than 100 minors to carry out hazardous jobs uh, according to the Department of Labor. Uh, announced that uh, a few days ago. Uh, At least three miners suffered injuries while cleaning the slaughterhouses, including chemical burns to their face. The miners worked overnight shift and caused uh, caustic chemicals And used caustic chemicals to clean razor-sharp saws and other high-risk equipment. Uh, The states with facilities listed in the department's announcement were mostly across the South and Midwest, including Arkansas, Minnesota, and Nebraska. Um, And this Wisconsin-based company provides uh, cleaning services under contract to some of the nation's largest meat and poultry producers, including Tyson, uh, Cargill, uh, JBS Foods. So at least um, they got caught and uh, have to pay the price. Uh, Also another article uh, I want to mention, and uh, this one. Uh, Comes out from the Daily Coast Um, Probably no surprise But I don't know to see it in the headlines That you know we're not just speculating in our head Uh, The headline is Look no further GOP majority wants a Christian nation And you see these three guys in red shirts uh, T-shirts that say in God we Trump And um, the article starts out like this that disquieting feeling—the GOP was gunning for a Christian theocracy to replace democracy. Well, there's now proof. A new survey of more than 6,000 Americans reveal a majority of Republicans identify themselves as sympathizers of Christian nationalism, um, at uh, and that's 54%. Uh, those who trust far-right news outlets and Fox News, uh, they're 79%, and um, They say, looks like Tucker Carlson's um, replacement theory gaslighting has them all worked up and sweating bullets. So anyway, if you want to read the rest of that, um, that's at the Daily Coast and the headline is look no further, GOP majority wants uh, Christian nation. So anyhow, uh, that's that's just some of the headlines today. Coming up in the next couple weeks, uh, I want to tell you about a few of the shows um, in March. Yeah, we're almost at the end of March. Can you believe it? Uh, yesterday was Mardi Gras. And um, uh, if you look at my Facebook page, Uh, I posted uh, I think An interesting post showing you Mardi Gras doubloon From the crew of Isis Parade and talked a little bit About um, how Parades developed over the years How some of the roots might be from Ancient times um, You know from events Like the old Isis Navigatum um, Rituals uh, In in Egypt so anyway You can find that uh, on my Facebook Page or actually on my website KarenTate.net. sorry i did digress there for a moment Uh, but the show's coming up in march Um, carolyn baker is going to be with me march first we're going to talk about radical uh, regeneration Um, on march 8th uh, janet rudolph um, the topic is gifts and pitfalls of surviving abuse Uh, march 15th uh, the healing power of pleasure Seven Medicines for Rediscovering uh, the Joy of Being with Julia Paulette Hollenberry. March 22nd, uh, Scars of Body and Soul with Mary Gelfand. And the last show of March, uh, Matthew Fox is back with me. He is certainly a um, a way shower, and I am happy to say he uh, was generous enough to have written the foreword for my new book, uh, Normalizing Abuse. Uh, he's going to be with me, and we're going to be talking about creation spirituality, so I think that, uh, that it's going to be an interesting show. So I hope you'll tune in uh, for the month of March, and uh, I love hearing your feedback. Uh, I love to know what you think is working, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, so uh, don't hesitate to reach out. You know, I'm not one of these inaccessible uh, folks out there uh, i'm always interested in hearing from listeners, so uh, that about does it for me uh, for today. I hope you've enjoyed um, the show. I hope you um, you know got something from emmanuel's uh, outlook uh work ethic um, dedication to uh, humanity uh all that uh, please tell your friends and share the word that uh, i'm back my show's back um i have a new book out there normalizing abuse and uh i believe uh, my work in the world is where spirituality personal transformation and social justice meet uh you know what we are all works in progress and um, i have to say i uh, i'm not a person to let perfection stand in the way of progress So I don't claim to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but uh, I am doing my best out there to contribute where I can, as I know so many of you are too. Uh, Please go to my Facebook page uh voices of the sacred feminine radio. Uh pretty soon that one and my Karen Tate personal page will be the only ones uh, that I'll be communicating through. And again, check out my new Tools for Transformation website at KarenTate.net. Uh, I'd love to hear uh your feedback on that as well. So um, thank you for listening uh friends and fans out there um i hope you will uh, be back with me next week um, on wednesday uh, 11 o'clock or later from the archives don't forget to claim your free gift from emmanuel and um until next week uh, let's uh say goodbye uh with this homage to um Lady Sekhmet, Lady of Tenacity Manifested, Lady of Strength and Healing, the Lion-Headed Egyptian Goddess Sekhmet.